0: Good afternoon it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the friday edition of the MoneyWeb at midday show my name is Van finnick and it seems to be a, a good friday today um most of the major indices are in the black locally and internationally um, and this uh, flows mostly from the announcement that you, the us and china will hold new trade talks and hopefully uh you know just uh you know, calm down some nerves because the international economy seems to be a quite jittery as to the trade war between the US and China. The RAND also seems to have consolidated yesterday's recovery and is currently at around 14 Rand 75 to the dollar. And that is also following the announcement by Turkey that it will raise interest rates by 6.5%. On the corporate front, Investec announced its the merger or unbundling of its uh, asset management division. And Investec plans to list that as a separate business in London. And and Johannesburg. Um, That business, of of course, was founded in 1991 by Hendrik de Toij and currently has 2.1 trillion rand under management, an absolutely phenomenal success story. The uh, group share price also reacted quite positively to the announcement. And then Aspen's woes seem to continue. The share price is down another 10% this morning, um, and that is, of course, after yesterday's 15% plunge. Um, And that is after the uh, company announced it uh, sold its baby milk business for much less than it anticipated and some underwhelming results. And I'll speak to uh, independent analyst Chris Gilmore about these and other stories in a minute. But first, let's look at the indicators. The, the JC All share currently trading 1% higher. Uh, it's 56,734 points. Resources up 1.5%. Industrials has gained 1%. Financials also nearly 1% higher. The Gold Index has gained 1.4%. On international markets, the FTSE 100 is trading 0.2% higher, the DAX 0.37, as is the CIC 40. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei gained 1.2, Shanghai lost uh, 0.2, while the Hang Seng gained 1%. Let's look at some uh, shares that are performing well. Uh, Investec uh, currently trading 9.15% higher. Uh, on That is uh, on the back of the demerger the news of the, uh, the asset management business, Goldfields 3 uh, higher, SAPI has gained 3.5 south 32, also 3.3% stronger, Tiger Brands uh, and Telcom also uh, around 3% to the good. On the downside, Aspen currently trading 11% down. Green Bay 4% down. Um, Distel has also lost one5 A saw down 1%. Um, and then looking at uh, just the values, Aspen seems to be uh, very, very heavily traded today. Nearly 800 million Rand worth of shares um, changing hands. Uh, so there is significant volumes. Uh, Nasper's also uh, up 1.9%, uh, which is also a good performance. Let's look at the currencies. The Rand is trading at 14 Rand 78 to the dollar, 19 Rand 40 to the pound, and 17 Rand 31 to the euro. The uh, euro is trading at $1.17, the pound at $1.31. Bitcoin uh, down another $50, $6,439 or 99,000 Rand. Um, the gold price uh, is $1206, platinum $807.84 and Brent crude $78 uh, slightly down from yesterday on the capital market the R186 is uh, at 9.13%. Independent analyst Chris Gilmore, Chris um what do you let's start with Investec big announcement the share price of Investec jumped by 10% And uh, it seems to be, uh, uh, you know, very well received.
1: Absolutely. I went to the presentation earlier today and, uh, you know, talking to people afterwards, again, you know, I think it's it's been in the offing for a long, long time now. And, um, you know, Hendrik de who's been running this, as you say, very, very successfully for over 20 years now, um, he and his top management team, you know, they all got shares uh, in uh, invested asset management. It'll, it'll take a little while, maybe a year or so before uh, it actually lists, um, and Hendrik is going to be in charge of that one, and finally TT is going to be in charge of the um, of the remainder of the bank. Um, you know, I think it, it lends a lot more transparency to the group. You'll know exactly what you're, you're buying uh, in terms of whether you want to go for the asset management side, which again, has, as I say, has proved its mettle over many, many years, if not decades, or if you want to stay with. The, the specialist banking and the wealth management side and that type of thing. So I think it's a good move, not entirely unexpected, and I'm not surprised that the um, the share prices reacted so positively.
0: Yeah. What is the difference between a D merger, as Investec has labelled this transaction, and an uh, unbundling?
1: It's effectively the same thing because you know the shareholders of Investec are going to receive shares in the um, in the new entity. But you know, Investec, the, the rump of the, the company, will still have a minority stake in it. There will not be a complete unbundling. So I think that, that probably explains the difference, that this is not a total unbundling uh, because there will, there will be a residual holding by Investec in Investec Asset Management, and for good reason. You know, it's um, As I say, it's been a phenomenally profitable um, operation for many, many years.
0: Yeah, it was started, started in 1991 by Hendrik de Tue, and it's just, the growth is phenomenal. Currently, it has 2.1 trillion rand under management, and if you compare this to the growth of, uh, you know, Alan Gray or Coronation, it is, you know, significantly uh, faster.
1: Yeah, it's a far, and also far less cyclical. Uh, the two that you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the, they've had their ups and downs, whereas you know, um, it, Investec has been a very, very conservative operation under uh, Hendricks' um, um, watch, and, uh, you know, they've got a great team, that, and they've had a lot of consistency in that team. Of course, as you know, have the other two that you mentioned, um, but I think um, they've got this kind of special factor that, um, that, that many asset management uh, companies struggle to, to get to terms with, and I think that's really what, what you're buying when you buy into investing asset management. You're buying a proven track record, consistency, um, and from time to time, they really do shoot the lights out. But, you know, at this point in time, it's very, very difficult for all asset management companies to, to outperform because the markets have been so unkind to all of them
0: yeah the primary listing will be in london and there will be a secondary yep. one in joburg uh, that is also interesting you know we we've seen some other companies also move their primary listing to london uh, what, what what are your views on this
1: yeah again, it makes sense if you look at the bulk of the, the assets they are in the uk and we are obviously seeing more growth uh, in 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 the in the uk um and, and and you know they, they talked about Brexit and, and stuff like that. Then that does put an, an air of uncertainty over over London, you know, as, as a financial centre. But nevertheless, as I say, that you know the great majority of the the, the growth in the assets has come from the the, the UK side. Um, and again, it gives them a springboard into into the rest of the world, which you know you wouldn't get if you had the um, the primary listing in Johannesburg so you know but you, you can still uh, uh, take advantage of it you can still buy into the, the company when uh, being listed in johannesburg by in the listing as you say but the primary one um will be in london you know it's it's relevant of um bat for example or the old sab miller or <laughs> the old old mutual. There aren't too many um, companies left. Um, Southampton companies left that have these kind of dual listings with the main listing in in London. But this is this is clever. I think it's, it's a good strategy.
0: It does seem so indeed. Aspen Pharma-K, uh The share price down another 11.5%. It was down, I think, 15% yesterday after, at one stage, uh, having dropped to by around 25%. And that's, of course, because they sold the baby milk business for less than expected and uh, some underwhelming results. Uh, But is this not a bit overdone?
1: I think it probably is a bit overdone. I think we can reasonably expect to see a rebound in the not-too-distant future. I'm surprised we haven't seen one already. Um, I think what is what is worrying investors, though more than anything else, uh, Rick, is the fact that if you look at all of the analyst forecasts, they were not expecting this at all. Uh, in fact, most of them, uh, if you look at the the consensus out there, they were all looking for uh, for a share price of around about three hundred rand, and now it's closer to two hundred. So I think you know once you incur the wrath of the um, the investor community. Um, hell has no fury like an investor scorned, uh, like an analyst scorned. And I think that's perhaps what's, what's fueling this, this uh, seeming overreaction. But I, I, I do think we will get a rebound. It's still a, a very well managed company and uh, until a few years ago, this really would be one of the darlings of the, the JSE. Um, but they have, they do appear to have made a couple of strategic mistakes. They are over indebted, there's no doubt about it. And uh, bottom line, their price earnings ratio at around about 18, I'll give it, it'll be a bit less than that now with the further fall. It's just a bit high in relation to the market and with the relatively poor outlook.
0: Yeah, not definitely not uh, the best guidance to the market. But remember how the price also dropped sharply after there were some rumours that the 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 outfit at Viceroy may you know have written a report on Aspen. Uh, I see the the share price on the day where the rumours you know became apparent was down uh, also ten percent. Um, so there are some jittery investors around. No, you're right,
1: and. Look, I think what Viceroy has proven itself to be is a bucket shop um, over the the, the the past year or so. Ever since they came to prominence with Steinhardt, um, they they really have very little understanding of the of the South African market and even less understand, under understanding of the of certain companies. Uh, but you know, if if you do have a, an operation that has got a, a big short in the market, and I'm not aware that they do, but you only have to have the rumor abounding that they've got a short position in the market. And other um, participants will take that as being a yes, and they'll, they'll want to go with the flow. That's why I say I think there's every possibility that you will see a, a rebound, again, if that uh, perception that Viceroy is involved proves to be accurate.
0: Yeah, anyway, not a, not a happy place. Um, just lastly, the poor mining production numbers that was uh, released um, recently. Uh, mining production down 5.2% in July. It's the lowest level in three months. And it was uh, across uh, all commodities, gold, iron ore, coal, platinum. Um, and uh, th- that's not good news for South Africa because the knock-on effect of a declining mining industry is just so significant.
1: No, you're right. And it comes in the back of good figures uh, in the second quarter, you know, up to the end of June. So this was unexpectedly poor. Um, So it's really not helping in terms of the outlook uh, for the third quarter GDP figures, which we'll get in November. So, you know, you you look at the fact that you had um, minus 2.6 in Q1, you had minus 0.7 in Q2. A lot of people are expecting a big rebound. And uh, in, in the third quarter, I've, I'm not one of those. I think we're going to, any recovery we get is going to be fairly, fairly shallow trajectory. Uh, and I think uh, these poor mining figures um, kind of support that view. The manufacturing figures we got a couple of days ago were, were an awful lot better. Um, but retail figures and the consumer is still in, in, in big trouble. Um, so I think it's, it's difficult to, to get enthusiastic about the Q3 um, uh, GDP figures on the basis of of these mining figures and and other figures.
0: Yeah, then Elon Musk's you uh, know space travel company, uh, SpaceX <laughs> has signed its very first passenger for a flight around the moon. Um, it, it may not. Is it you, perhaps?
1: No, certainly not. I mean, I think the, the ticket for something like that is going to be. Um, <laughs> astronomical excuse the fun yeah but um yeah it's going to be incredibly expensive This is not the first yes but richard branson also wants to get into that market um but you know musk uh, as i was saying uh, earlier this morning you know he, he he appeals to people's dreams and um you know he's a bit of a dreamer himself and it, it's wonderful to have people like that around um and maybe in the not too distant future you know people will be able to go on trips to the moon but it's don't don't expect any kind of uh, budget fares this is not a budget airline yeah you
0: know, you're not going to get any uh, you know space miles probably and, uh, but the name okay. of the, uh, the recipient or the first passenger hasn't been uh, announced and uh, Elon Musk when he was asked whether he was the first individual he uh, posted an emoji of a Japanese flag so uh, make of that what ah, you will you Well, <laughs> thank you for joining us that was Chris Gilmore he is an independent analyst and that's it for this edition of the Money MoneyWeb at Midday Show from myself Raik Finneker and the MoneyWeb team thanks for tuning in